the Vatican Authority versus the Scriptures. That is the message I have for you today, ladies and gentlemen. You know, as a former Roman Catholic, I can testify once again to you today, uh, folks, that it was the truth of God's Word, the truth of the Scriptures that opened my spiritual eyes to the gross deception that I was living under as a member of that religious system known as the Roman Catholic Church. Now, many in this modern day, they uh, often refer to this issue with the Catholic churches as being an in-house debate. You know, basically, there's no reason we can't work together. We, we, uh, we agree on the majors. We may have some minor differences and so on and so forth. But I'm here to tell you today, folks, that's not true. Uh, they preach a different gospel. They preach a soul damning gospel. So that's what I want to deal with here in this message. Now, I'll be quoting, as usual, from the King James Bible, comparing the scriptures against the Roman Catholic teachings. So if you're wondering how the Church of Rome can continue to hold such a sway over so many millions for so long, you need to look at their foundation first. So let me give you an excerpt from the Catholic Catechism of 1994. It says here, It is clear, therefore, that in the supremely wise arrangement of God, sacred tradition, sacred scripture, and the magisterium of the church are so connected and associated that one of them cannot stand without the others. Working together, each in its own way, under the action of the one Holy Spirit, they all contribute effectively to the salvation of souls. So that's from the Catholic Catechism, as I said, of 94. So uh, take a look, folks. They have three parts here. Sacred tradition, sacred scripture, and the magisterium of the church. So this is where you part company with such a system. You see, as a Christian, I know it was the truth that set me free. It's the Word of God, you see? Uh, and Christ preached the gospel. His disciples, they preached the gospel. He told them to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And you don't find any mixture of sacred tradition and a magisterium, which is the teaching office of the Roman Catholic Church. You see, there was no magisterium in the time of Christ. When they went out and preached the gospel, there was no such thing. So, you know, the Church of Rome, this is how they hold sway over hundreds of millions of people. They say uh, one billion, I believe, or maybe more than that. And many uh, Christians, uh, they would call Protestant churches, evangelical, they're being suckered into this type of thinking that it's okay to work together with them. They're just another denomination. So they made it very clear that uh, their church cannot stand without these three. The scriptures, their tradition, their magisterium, the teaching office. So we as Christians, if you've been born again of the Spirit, you've been justified by faith, you've been justified by the blood of Jesus Christ, you know that is not true. John 16 and 13, it says this, and, and this was spoken by Christ himself, how be it, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, 
that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. So, you know, there's no question in my mind. It was the spirit of the living God who illuminated the scriptures to me and showed me the truth that set me free. So, so when the spirit of God opened up my eyes, the natural progression was to leave the Roman Catholic Church because I saw that the man-made tradition and the uh, scriptures, they contradicted each other. This is, this is what should happen to every man or woman who's been born again. You see what I'm saying? If, if you're born again and you're studying the Word of God, you have to leave that system, folks. You're, you're in disobedience to the Word of God if you don't. When you think about the Catholic Mass, how it satisfies the justice of God. <laughs> I mean, come on. The truth set me free. I realized Christ paid the price. It's finished. I'm justified by the blood of Jesus. I don't need a Roman Catholic priest to offer up the sacrifice of the Mass for me. I don't need to pray for people who are, they believe are in purgatory. So I've said many times before, the Gospel of John, the Book of Romans, two of my favorite books. And th th these are good books for you to study. If you're a new Christian, dig into the Word of God. Read the Book of Romans. Read the Book of Galatians. Read the Gospel of John. Meditate upon the Word of God. If you're perhaps still stuck in the Roman Catholic Church, you meditate on the Word of God, and you'll see the truth will set you free. John 8, 31 and 32, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hallelujah. And that's just what uh, it did for me, folks. So you search the scriptures, you search the, the teachings of Rome, you're going to see they're diametrically opposed. That's what I saw. And that's what uh, caused me to leave that system. So, you know, one of the teachings uh, that Rome uh, glories in is their, what, what you would call the apostolic uh, succession. They believe that the office of the Pope can be traced all the way back to the Apostle Peter. Let me read something from a catechism here again. It says, the Pope Bishop of Rome and Peter's successor is the perpetual and visible source and foundation of the unity both of the bishops and the whole company of the faithful. For the Roman pontiff, that's the Pope, by reason of his office as vicar of Christ and as pastor of the entire church has full supreme and universal power over the whole church, a power which he can always exercise unhindered. Wow. You know, when, when you hear this stuff, folks, you say, well, that's what the Catholic Church believes. They believe that they're the head of the whole church. You know, this, this move uh, toward unity, folks, th this is the ultimate goal. Well, you know, when you see the Pope talking unity, this is what the Pope has in mind. First of all, he's called the Holy Father, folks. I mean, come on, any pastor, if he's not warning his sheep, the people in his congregation about such things, there's something wrong. I mean, he's called the Holy Father. People bow before him. People kiss his ring. And you don't hear any uh, brushback from the pastors throughout the world, folks. This is known as apostasy. It's sickening, really, to, to sit by and watch this happen. I speak once again as a former Roman Catholic. Let me quote here from Memes 
NBC.com. This was way back in 2007. And this is a, a statement from Pope Benedict XVI, who recently passed away. He's talking about the universal primacy of the Roman Catholic Church. He said, Christ established here on earth only one church. The document said, the other communities cannot be called churches in the proper sense because they do not have apostolic succession, the ability to trace their bishops back to Christ's original apostles. I mean, these guys, they don't miss words. And yet, the modern-day pastors, they just fall in line, folks, and follow along with such stuff. It's kind of scary when you think about it. So, I mean, that sounds like a, an, a lot of authority and power, does it not? So he's claiming to have all power, supreme, universal power over the whole church. And when you think about folks during the time of the Reformation, when they murdered millions, I mean, tortured people. That's because they believed they had the authority to do such things. You see? You see what you're dealing with here, folks? Does that sound like the spirit of Christ? Does Think about that. Torturing people, murdering people in the name of God. You see? Think about that. So, uh, as I said, the Pope is declared to be the vicar of Christ on earth, meaning he's the representative of Jesus Christ on earth. He's usurping authority over the Holy Ghost, teaching things that the Lord Jesus Christ never told anybody to teach. He points his followers to Mother Mary, encouraging them to pray their rosary. Oh, yes. Do you find the rosary beads, folks, in, in, in your Bible? <laughs> Please, send me a photo of that if you, if you, if you have it. Okay? You're, you're not going to find that, folks. Praying to Mother Mary, rosary beads. Come on. It's time to wake up, ladies and gentlemen, before it is too late. So that statement from the former uh, Pope Benedict XVI, uh, he, he, as I said, he said the other churches, they're not really real churches. So they're, they're, they're exalting the Roman Catholic system, the Roman Catholic Church. So... Uh, the worldwide influence that these people have, political influence, it is absolutely staggering. Prime ministers, presidents, major leaders of countries, they, 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 they seek to have an audience with the Pope. It's, 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 it's unbelievable when you think about it. When he travels, there are red carpet treatments for the Pope wherever he goes. Millions of dollars spent on security for this unsaved man who calls himself the Holy Father. He knows it. Oh, yes, he knows that scripture's in the Bible, folks. Don't let anybody fool you. Knows very well, but they've been getting over on people for centuries, folks. They wear these long gowns. They parade around in these, these pretty gowns and these, these hats and these papal mitres, and they give off the appearance that they're holy, you see? But they're not. They're preaching a counterfeit gospel. If you go to Jude chapter 1, verse 3, only one chapter. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. You see? 
People were, were standing for the truth of the gospel. You know, these people all the way back then, if they would see what's happening today, they probably wouldn't even believe it. The, the, uh, the compromise, the, the stuff that's going on. I mean, there are some places they're, they're allowing Catholic priests to come in and say Catholic masses. That's incredible. Meanwhile, think of all the martyrs that, that stood for the truth. Think of all the people uh, that came before us that wanted to get the scriptures into the hands of common people like myself, like you. We have a Bible in our hands because of those people standing against the Church of Rome. The Bible used to be known as the forbidden book. Can you imagine that? They were forbidden, even when they were training the priests. It's a forbidden book. Can you imagine that? Charles Shinnegan used to talk about that unbelievable stuff so this is what you're uh, dealing with folks keep in mind the roman catholic system they're still peddling the same roman catholic gospel that was opposed by those same reformers oh yes so what does that say about the modern day church not too much folks not too much i cannot remember the last time i heard a a, a pastor in a church speak a word against this system and, you know, there, there are reasons, you know, I, I, you, I can't tell you why they're doing that. I mean, I can make some suggestions of why I think they're doing that. Could have to do with money, usually does. Persecution, uh, perhaps ministry opportunities, working with people who already compromised with Rome. So they, they don't want to speak out and they figure they'll probably get cut off from that uh, supply of money. Whatever it is, God knows and they know. Oh, yes. And that's why we are where we are today. So keep that in mind. You know, we need to be more like the people of Berea, the Bereans. You know, if you look in Acts chapter 17, uh, 11, it talks about they, they were more noble, noble than those in Thessalonica in, in, in that they searched the scriptures daily to see what was being preached was true. So that's what we need to do. So when you see your church uh, dancing with Rome or going on these evangelistic things or whatever together, you need to search the scriptures out for yourself and say, well, what is this? Should I be doing this? Question your pastor. You know, ask your pastor, do you believe the Roman Catholic gospel is a counterfeit gospel? See what he says. He's your leader, you see. Pastors are supposed to be shepherds. You know, shepherds would protect the sheep from the wolves. That's the job of the shepherd. You know, when you see the wolves coming in, you warn them, you see, because you love them. That's what the, the shepherd is supposed to do, the true pastor. 2 Timothy three fourteen to 17, it says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So that lets us know, folks, that we have enough in the scriptures. Okay? If you notice there, that Paul told Timothy that he knew the scriptures since he was a child. They were enough 
to make him wise unto salvation. Okay? Paul reminded Timothy of the unfeigned faith that was in him that first dwelt in his own grandmother, Lewis, and his mother Eunice before him. So there was no need, you see that? There was no need for a Roman Catholic teaching office, a magisterium. There was no need for the Roman Catholic tradition. They had the word of God, and they preached the word of God. They believed the word of God, and they got saved. Oh, yes, they did. Don't ever forget that. So that's something you need to know, ladies and gentlemen. Another excerpt from an article, MSNBC, it says here, this was from July also, 2010, Pope Benedict XVI has reasserted the universal primacy of the Roman Catholic Church, approving a document released Tuesday that says Orthodox churches were defective and that other Christian denominations were not true churches. Let me stop right there. Did you hear that? Other Christian denominations were not true churches. I mean, you, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> you must be kidding me. Benedict approved a document from his old offices at the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith that restates church teaching on relations with other Christians. It was the second time in a week the Pope has corrected what he says are erroneous interpretations of the Second Vatican Council, the 1962-65 meetings that modernized the church. So, um... I mean, could it be any clearer, folks? There it is in black and white. This Pope, who's dead now, he is telling the people here, right, clear, that, that the other denominations, they're not true churches. Yet, yet you see the, the people, they're, they're having all these meetings together. I know promise keepers, they have these meetings. They accept the Roman Catholics. It's everybody throwing around their beach balls and, and singing songs. We all love Jesus. You can throw around beach balls to your purple in your face, folks. You'll die in your sins if you don't believe the true gospel, though. You see? We're dealing with some serious stuff, folks. So this this nonchalant attitude toward the counterfeit teachings that are found in the Church of Rome, folks, it is a serious, serious matter, something you need to pay attention to. So I want you to keep that in mind, folks. Remember that Scripture, 2 Timothy 3, 14 to 17, folks, that the Scriptures are enough to make you wise unto salvation. You see? The scriptures are enough. So that's what it comes down to, the Vatican authority versus the scriptures. And keep in mind, I speak as a former Roman Catholic. It was the truth of the scriptures that set me free. Hallelujah. You be blessed and have a great day in the Lord.